All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you're tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board. You're listening to Trash Talk with D Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Wednesday, the 1st of November, and this is our third NFL episode of Trash Talk. We're going to run through some Week 8 recap, but before we do that, let's start with some huge news, and that is Josh McDaniels gone, fired, finally, out the door, see you later. It's been a long time coming in Vegas, it really hasn't worked out for Josh, he has not looked the goods there at all. I know a lot of Vegas fans who have been filthy with him for quite some time, brought his boy Jimmy G over with him this season to try and help him out, it has not worked out, goodbye. They've named an interim interim head coach at the moment, Antonio Jones, their linebacker coach. That won't be long-term. We'll touch on that a little bit later. But I think a lot of Las Vegas Raiders fans are happy that Josh is finally gone. Even if it doesn't work out with them for the rest of the season, they can move forward with this now. Other than that, we're going to run through our best of the best for week eight. There's plenty of that. We'll be taking out a lot of trash this week too. <laughs> plenty. One game in particular. Uh, our best bets segment from last week, we went 2-0, as well as a nice little parlay on Sunday night for Calvin Ridley, Devonta Smith, and Josh Downs, which was plus 232 or 332 out there. For those of you who followed, follow us on socials, Trash Talk with D Bork. There'll be plenty more where that came from. Nice little 2-0 week two to help us out from uh, week 7-0-3, so that was good. And then we'll have plenty of questions on socials. Keep those coming through as well. I'm loving that. So, let's start. Best of the best, and how can we not start with Mr. Will Levis? Mayo man himself. <laughs> Tennessee, we finally got a quarterback. <laughs> uh, as long as they keep playing him, right? 19 for 29, 238, four touchdowns in a huge 28-23 win in Nashville over the Atlanta Falcons, who have a very, very good secondary, and Will made them look second-rate. Um, they get a huge matchup on Friday away to the Steelers, playing the terrible towels or whatever they like to call themselves. If Will Levis is not a starting quarterback this week, I don't know if they decide to bring back a, a hobbled Ryan Tannehill, there are not going to be a lot of happy Tennessee Titans fans, myself included, because watching that performance, that was that was special. He realized that we've got a great wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, actually probably a Hall of Fame wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, and just threw it up there for him, and he just made plays. He did. Four touchdowns for Will. That's two more touchdowns than Ryan Tannehill's had all year. (laughs) How could you not start him this week at Pittsburgh? Like I said, he's going to be challenged, but he's got to go through those challenges. We've got to put him through it to see what he's got because I've seen what Ryan Tannehill's got, and it's not a whole lot in a declining career. Huge ups to Will. Well played. First start. Love it. Now, let's uh, we'll keep the Tennessee theme going for someone who used to play for Tennessee, A.J. Brown. Arguably a top three wide receiver, as we've mentioned in the past. He is challenging Tyreek Hill for Offensive Player of the Year. You can get $7 or plus 600 out there for him. And I'd have a little nibble on that. I would if you want some value. I know he's behind Christian McCaffrey as well, top three in betting, but he is lighting it up. Another huge performance against Washington, 130 yards, two touchdowns. He's clearly Jalen Hurts' guy. Hurts threw for 319, four touchdowns, but one failed brotherly shove this week. Not good. I mean, it's got to fail eventually, right? (laughs) 
We'll give an honourable mention, though, in that game to Sam Howell, who threw for 397 and four touchdowns. He's almost beat Philly twice this year. They lost by seven this week, 38-31. He's playing some very, very good footy for for a Washington team who wasn't really considered to do a whole lot this year. But he's keeping him in some games. He's also had a few bad games as well at the same time. But if you're going to be putting up performances like that against, you know, realistically, the NFC's elite um, they're going to be going a long way to potentially sneaking in as a wild card this season because that division, the NFC Beast, is a tough one for sure with Philly and Dallas running the show there. Um, we'll go to Baltimore. There was plenty of noise this week about Derrick Henry potentially being traded and uh, Gus the Bus took that personally. 80 yards, three touchdowns. He heard it all this week. He punished the cards. 31-24, to big win in Arizona. They're just a team that keeps on motoring, coming off a big win against Detroit. They weren't really at their best, but you know, Gus just punished them and, and led, them to, led them to victory in that one. And they've got a, a massive matchup this week against the Seattle Seahawks to get to 7-2. and two. And that'll be, that'll be a big game for them. We'll see where Baltimore's at after a game like that. For sure. Now, speaking of the NFC, the AFC North, sorry, Joe Burrow. Don't look now. The Cincinnati Bengals are back. <laughs> Joe threw for 283 yards, 28 of 32, flawless, three touchdowns. Joe Mixon ran all over him. Jamar Chase, 7 11, I'm always open. 10 receptions, 100 yards, one touchdown, and a 31 to 17 route, really. Of the Niners in San Fran. Yeah, they look like they're back. They started the season 0-3. Everyone was saying, oh, they should shut Joey B down until he's really healthy. (laughs) He looks the goods now. He does. And they've got a big matchup this week against Buffalo. It's going to be an emotional one. The rematch of the DeMar Hamlin incident last year, which thankfully he's all good now. Uh, Yeah, there's going to be be a lot going on pregame for that one. But that is a huge matchup in the AFC for seeding purposes and, and just given how heavy that AFC North currently is with Baltimore at six and two and, and Cincy four and three, Cleveland's even four and three and Pittsburgh four and three, but they'll eventually drop off, you'd think. Um, that is such a tough division. So seeding's gonna be huge there because the winner of that division goes a long way to to making a run at the Super Bowl, no doubt. Let's head out to the NFC now, a team that we've covered a lot. Mr. Dan Campbell and his defense. They held Jimmy G to 126 yards, one pick, six sacks in a monstrous 26-14 win. It felt like they realistically won by 20 or 30. They dominated that game. Someone who is getting no love whatsoever in the Defensive Player of the Year market is Alex Anzalone. He had a monster two sacks, another five tackles in this contest. A lot of people just continue to talk about Aiden Hutchinson, but this guy is a dog. He is. With those beautiful blonde locks. Yeah, this Detroit D is is the goods. They had, they, had, they had a mishap last week at Baltimore, and they made up for that this week at home because the atmosphere there on Monday Night Football in Detroit was electric. Those fans haven't been excited for a long time. And they have clear, clear running for the NFC North. They've just got to keep it going. They would completely just tore, tore the Raiders apart, made them sack their coach, really, or fire their coach. Um, they go into a bye week at six and two and face the Chargers coming out of a bye, so they'll be they'll be fresh and ready to go for that one. So that is our best of the best for this week. 
Got to give the garbage garbage man a call and see where he's at because uh, it's time to take out the trash. Yeah, keep coming, mate. We got plenty this week. Yep, back it up. We got two teams we're putting in now. All right, let's do it. <laughs> to the, we'll start with an open apology to the city of New York. Oh, my goodness. Jets and Giants may be the worst match ever to go to overtime. It was. It was horrific. Um, didn't feature a whole lot on red zone, obviously. Thank goodness for that. The Jets ended up winning that game 13-10 to on the back of a Graham Gano missed field goal when it was 10-7. Zach Wilson was horrific and had two big plays to get him back in a position. Greg the leg kicks a field goal to tie it up, unfortunately. The poor people in New York had to go through overtime in, the, in that contest. Um, I think they would have been hoping for a media blackout if they had one. Because <laughs> that game was awful. The fact that the Jets were taken to overtime against a team who threw for seven yards on the day. Seven. Tyro Taylor was hurt. He went four of seven for eight yards. Mr. DeVito came in, went two for seven for minus one yard. That's That seems impossible to do. They still managed to get it to overtime in horrific conditions. Please, for the life of me, just take that game off our screens for forever. Don't ever bring that back. Just say the Jets won. Move on with it. They're four and three. You're taking that. You're taking that. They, this Jets team just keeps finding ways to, to win some ugly games of football, but they're doing it. Big matchup against the Chargers this week, though. But yeah, put both of those teams in the trash or their offense in the trash at the very least for this week. Speaking of someone's offense that's going in the trash, Green Bay. Ooh, They have no run game whatsoever. They can't establish Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon. They got pumped at home against the Vikings, twenty-four to ten in a division matchup. They did. Um, Jordan Love is not looking good at all. Like Christian Watson showed last year that he could be elite. He he can't get him the ball right now. But at the end of the day, if you can't run the football, you're going to be pretty easy to guard. And they they were. Kirk got injured late in that game, and they still couldn't find a way to to get anything going like they have in the past. I guess they came back to beat. Beat the Saints late. Like, realistically, they should be 1-6. and six. <laughs> They should be 1-6. and six. Like, their lone two wins this year have been against the Bears and the Saints. And like I said, they they should have lost to the Saints. And, you know, winning against Chicago doesn't really count for much anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, some tough viewing for Green Bay fans out there. I know plenty of them. But they belong in the trash this week until they can find a way to get going. They got the Rams this week, probably without Matthew Stafford. So you've got to be winning that game. You have to. Speaking of enough is enough, we mentioned their coach earlier getting fired. It's time that Jimmy G gets fired or benched as well. Because his performance on Monday Night Football was horrific. He is wasting Devontae Adams in that team. I feel for Devontae, I really do. I also manage him in fantasy, so I feel for myself there. <laughs> but he was awful. He really was. You know, you give Devontae Adams one catch. I know you targeted him seven times, but he overthrew him about four. Overthrew him by 20 yards once, and he was open. Open. It's just not good enough. He's mediocre at best. Um... You know, McDaniel's brought brought him brought him in because it's his boy. 
he can't be the starting quarterback there next year. No way. I don't even think he should be the starting quarterback for the rest of this season. I saw enough out of Aiden O'Connell against the Chargers. I know he threw that late pick, but I saw enough out of him that you could at least play him because he's got a, he's got an arm on him and he can at least hit Devontae Adams or Jacoby Myers. Just something. Jimmy just he looks broken. He really does. We're going to put two elite quarterbacks in the trash this week, and it's rare. They probably won't feature ever again, but they belong there this week. Patrick Mahomes. I know. He's in the trash this week. He just lost his first division away game in his career, threw two picks, got sacked three times, and threw zero touchdowns against a team who copped 70 points against the Miami Dolphins. They've looked pretty bad both times out against the Denver Broncos. Scored nine points on the weekend. They battled to beat him the time before that in Kansas City. Um, yeah, really. I know, I know Mahomes was you know, apparently sick and whatnot, but if he was truly, if he was truly crook, they should have just sat him. They should have. His best mate only had fifty-eight receiving yards. Maybe he needed his misses in attendance, old Swifty. And I loved what Denver did playing some Taylor Swift music after the game. <laughs> Savage. But yeah, this I don't know. This Chiefs team may have been looking ahead as well. They go to Germany this week against Miami, but yeah, they're in the trash for this week. We'll see. They they could be angry coming into that contest, but they're playing a Dolphins team who is firing on all cylinders and a team that really needs a big win. They do. The other elite quarterback, or so we thought was elite, Brock Purdy in the trash this week. Have the wheels finally fell off of Brock, Mister Irrelevant? Well. I mean, if you look at his stat line, he still threw 22-31-365. It looks nice. Threw, threw a TD, but two bad picks. Sacked twice as well. I don't know, against a defense who's, who struggled a lot this year, Cincinnati. You look at the other side of the fence, Joe Burrow was just methodical and brilliant at best, to be honest with you. That's a big loss for the, for the Niners, for a team who's really battling for that number one seed. If you lose too many games, you know, the likes of Philly or Dallas aren't really going to be losing a whole lot of football games. So they got the bye this week, and then they head to Jacksonville in Week 10, and that is a huge game there. Huge, because then they play Philly in Week 13 in Philly. If you're going into that game with four losses, Philly probably only going to have one, depending what happens this week against Dallas. <laughs> and say goodbye to the number one seed. But yeah, they might need Debo back. I don't know. Just when we thought they had enough, which they do. They got AU, Kittle, McCaffrey. Debo could be that guy. I don't know. Anyway, that is the trash for this week. Let's go to some questions. We'll go around the ground before we do hit on our best bets for week nine. All right. First question comes from at Paul Assad. Paulie boy, big Philly fan. Are the Ravens and Dolphins actual contenders or are their quarterbacks just playing well? I think the Ravens are 100% a contender and I can't put the Dolphins in that category just yet until they have that signature win. And they haven't been able to do that. They've beat some bad teams this year. So they're doing their job. They're beating bad teams. They'll make the playoffs. But this week is huge for them against Kansas City and Germany. This would be a just a monster, monster win for them and they need it bad. They're playing a team who's coming off a, a bad loss, so it's going to be tough for them. But you need to win these games. You do. Otherwise, no one's going to be able to take you seriously. But Baltimore are 100% a contender. 
especially if they can win that AFC North, the way they're able to control the ball with Lamar and that run game. And now they finally have weapons at receiver, you know, with, with Mark, Mark Andrews, who's a, a beast through the middle. But, yeah, drafting extremely well with Zay Flowers. Got OBJ. They've got the Boatman, Rashad Bateman. Uh, they're, they're elite, and they showed that against Detroit. They did, uh, and they've got a huge matchup this week in Seattle. So if they can go ahead with that one, whew, they'll be looking good at 7-2. and two. Thanks for your question there, Paulie. Uh, 1M Knox, Mr. I am Knox is back again. Michael, finally, the Josh McDaniels era has ended as he's finally been fired. Who's in line to replace him? And do you have to think about Devontae Adams in this hire? Yes, you absolutely have to think about Devontae Adams in this hire because if he's not happy with the hire, bye. you got to think about the hire and the quarterback you're bringing in with him to get this man the ball because he's still one of the best wide receivers in this league and you are wasting him with Jimmy G and your current offensive structure. We know Vegas love to run the football with Josh Jacobs. He's elite. I get it. But you've also got the elite of the elite at wide receiver. Get this man the ball. So, who's in line to replace him? There's, I'll go from 3-2-1, how I'd rate this. Brian Flores, if you go on defensive, I think as a defensive coordinator in Minnesota, he's had his chance at Miami, but he got shafted there, uh, being forced to leave. Uh, I think he's definitely in the discussion. Kellen Moore, who's the offensive coordinator at the Chargers, he's always been talked about for for many moons as a head coach. I think he's definitely going to be up there. But the one guy, as long as Detroit are going to let him walk, and I feel like they'll do everything in their power to keep him, but it's going to be impossible to keep saying no, is Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator. Um, he's, he's a guy that just has to be a coach in the NFL. And this is a perfect opportunity for him in Vegas as long as like everything's you know already set up and in place for him to take over there because they clearly have the weapons to do it, but they just didn't have the the head coaching mind to actually get them to where they needed to get to. So I think he is the guy 100% next season and they'd be making a mistake if he's available and did not pick him up as a head coach. Now, staying on the topic of Vegas, we got a question from at DJ Labina. Well, DJ, big Vegas fan. With the New England connection, is Jimmy G going to follow McDaniels out the door next? Yes. I don't know where Jimmy goes. He might retire. I mean, he's, he's hurt a lot. But there's... In no world should he be the starting quarterback next year in Vegas. He can't. He just can't. Vegas have to do everything in their power to either get a trade done or go through the draft next season. Start Aiden O'Connell and see what he's got. I don't know, but... You can't have Jimmy G there next season. It clearly hasn't worked. It hasn't. So I think he'll be following his boy out the door. Where he goes, I do not know. But bye-bye, Jimmy Garoppolo. Last but not least, let's go to at underscore Liam Russ. Young fella, loves his footy. The LA Rams are in a very awkward situation. They have a nice amount of youth and veterans, but can but can't contend with the other NFC teams. Do you think the Rams should capitalize on the value of players like Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup in the trade market or continue to try and contend? I feel like they blew it all up for that Super Bowl and they got it done. They did, bringing in Matty Stafford. Stafford's a dog. I love Stafford. I really do. And Cooper Cup is obviously a, a weapon at receiver. 
I feel like the window is 100% closed, though, in LA. They just don't seem to have it anymore. Uh, lost Jalen Ramsey on the defensive side of the ball as well. I feel like it's time to move on. And going kind of going back to Vegas, I feel like Vegas is going to be after a quarterback, right? If they can't pick up anyone through the draft or free agency, they've got to make a move for Stafford to get him there, I think, in Vegas. And the Rams would be silly not to not to think about entertaining the call, for sure. Because Vegas are in a position where they probably don't want a young quarterback because you lose Devontae Adams. You do. You're going to need someone who has the capability to get him the pill, and that would be Stafford. Cup's a hard one because I feel like you've got to have you've got to have an elite wide receiver in your league. You're going to get some very good offers for him. Don't get me wrong, but if you give up him, you know you're relying on the young fella Puganakua. Um, I don't know. I feel like you've got to keep Cup, but Stafford is definitely on the block. They'd hope that Stetson Bennett can somehow get right. Um, he's off the field issues and and get him in the team because I feel like he can be a leader, even though he is a rookie. He's a extremely old rookie. <laughs> So he could he could definitely lead the way for them, but yeah, I think Stafford is someone to watch for in the off season, given the trade window has now currently closed. So yeah, he'd be one to watch. Moving on, and that is our question time wrapped up. As always, keep those coming through at Trash Talk with D Bork on Insta. Keep them coming. I'm always happy to answer your questions. You know that. So, let's hit on our best bets. Uh, well, nice little week last week, 2-0. So, uh, let's see what we got for this week. We'll do our best, Jerry. We will do our best. Detroit minus 8 was a winner last week. Should have, I mean, should have won by 20 or 30. Um, and then also we had the over in the Miami-New England game, which went over late. Uh, it was cruising for quite some time. And then Miami had one of their long, methodical drives. Uh, but they they got it done. So, yeah, we started 0-3. Now we're back 2-3. Nice little parlay on our reels, TikTok, and the gram with our wide receivers, Calvin Ridley, Devonta Smith, and Josh Downs. So let's see what we got for week nine. I'm going to go with the over 46 Philly Dallas big divisional rivalry game. I get that, but both offenses are elite, and both defenses have shown they can give some points up. They can. I think this one's a pretty high-scoring contest. I reckon we played in the high 50s, at the very least. So I'd be looking here for Jalen to, to, you know, put on a show against that Dallas secondary that's that's struggled just a little bit, and Dak. Dak just needs to show something in a big game as well, and I feel like he could make it. He could make a little statement here in this one against a very shaky Philly secondary as well. So we'll go with the over forty-six there. A team that well and truly belonged in the trash this week, even after a win. We're going with the Jets plus three at home to the Chargers. They show up in these big games. They really, really do in primetime football. Beat the Bills, almost beat the Chiefs. Now they play a Chargers team who, in my opinion, is very, very shaky. And I think Rob Sala has a has a plan against this Chargers team to, to really rough up Justin Herbert, who was on fire on, on Sunday Night Football. He really was. But he's playing a much tougher, much tougher defensive unit this week. And I feel like the Jets plus three or potentially win outright is a huge chance. Um, as always, I'll be posting 
on TikTok and Insta. Another reel or two for some bets, some more bets for this week on Sunday night. You'll find um, Friday for the NBA, but we'll do Sunday for for the NFL. And that's a wrap for this week. Uh, a lot to talk about. Some big news, obviously, with the coaches firing the first one. First one of the season and might not be the last one. This has been Trash Talk with D Bork. I hope you all have a great week. I'll chat to you soon. I'm out.